Hello everyone, this is Coach Alex Leckenhausen from San Jose High Football. Today I'm with some of my associates. Francisco Barron from Branham High School. Miguel Mora, coach at San Jose High School. Alright, today we want to talk about our experiences at Foothill College. We all played together during the 2017 Foothill College football season. And uh, what did you expect? Uh, first day of recruit day, Francisco. Recruit day. So I just came from Washington, and uh, the O-line coach that was there the previous season recruited me to a day where we get to tour the campus with other recruits and whatnot. Um, it was a pretty cool day. Uh, I went with, uh, I think, Coach Lango's group, one of our coaches on the staff that year. He showed us around the campus. We uh, toured the athletic facilities with uh, the athletic trainer Warren, the head of athletic training, which was Warren, um, and I just fell in love with it. Um, I thought they had some high-tech stuff that some other colleges didn't really have, and their setup was pretty nice. It looked pretty new, and everything was clean, so I just fell in love with it, and I decided to commit to Foothill College, not like how they have it now, where they have banners and whatnot. I'm a little bit jealous of that uh, with the new coach, Brandon Younger, pulling that in on Twitter. But, um, yeah, I just uh, fully committed. And uh, I just want to thank Tufalele, Coach Tufalele, uh, for picking me and uh, showing me Foothill College. Yeah, I had a different experience. Uh, I was at Cal Poly Pomona before I decided I wanted to go to Foothill College. So one of my friends actually played there the year before me, so I just asked him for the coach's number i just got it just sent him a text saying hey i'm alex i got your number from my buddy jonah and i'm wondering uh how do i join or when can i meet up uh then the coach texted me back his name is coach rav he said uh, just meet me at my office at this time so i went he got me familiar with the, some of the facilities and that was all so there's not just one linear way there's a lot of ways you can do it uh, Miguel, talk about your experience. Yeah, I went. I came in in a similar path as Coach Alex. I have a friend who I played with in high school who was uh, go, going to the workouts the whole summer in Foothill. I thought I wasn't going to go play in college, and so I kind of let myself go out of shape for two months. And then talking to him, is like, hey, you know, you can still join. And I'm like, sure. He gave me a number of, I think it was also Coach Lango. We texted. He said, yeah, come out, and we'll have you go. So I came pretty late. I came uh, after summer, but like we said, guys, it's never too late. Don't let yourself get out of shape how I did right out of high school. Uh, I The re main reason I thought I wasn't going to play is because I thought, hey, college level, I don't know if I'm physically there to keep up with the rest of the guys, but but it ended up being a really good decision for me, and I had lots of fun over there. Foothill's a really good program, and I just had a, I had a lot of fun. I think we can all agree we had lots of fun there mm -hmm. and stuff, pretty much. One of the biggest differences that, or some of the unexpected things Going in was, I didn't think, it's a community college, I didn't think there would be D1 talent. Or maybe there'll be like one D1 talent who's there and he's going to be a star player. There was a lot of D1 talent in Foothill. Foothill's a really good program and stuff. And just, not just the talent, like physically, but that the work ethic, the the culture there, everything was just great about it. And that's one of the main reasons that they're still being successful to this day. Yeah, I was also pretty surprised. I thought there would be people my level, maybe they would decent at their high school but you know didn't have any offers or anything and I went there I was very surprised by the athletic talent was just much higher compared to uh, high school people everything happened so much faster everyone was so much bigger like I was a lineman but I was like 190 pounds in high school and the linemen there were you know what do you expect like 250 to 
three hundred, so a lot more, a lot more talent. What you would think of from a football team, right? Yeah. Uh, in terms of O line, like during the summer practices, like um, it wasn't really consistent with people staying there. So when I see talent, like it was very competitive. Don't get me wrong, but like that, like some people would join, leave, join, leave. So it was really hard to like gauge people's like full potential. Um, because they would just be all over the place joining our practices and leaving and going to De Anza, going to CSM and whatnot. But I think on the defensive side, the people I had to block definitely was was a big challenge. I think it actually improved me as a player myself and just uh, got me ready for the season to where, like, where game one I was not even nervous because I already knew I've been practicing against probably the best people in the league that we competed in and whatnot. So I think that's a good experience is, like, joining some – some program that actually brings in a lot of talent and can make you better and up your game. Yeah, and so you guys got a little background. Uh, Coach Coach Barron was in the offensive side. Me and Coach Alex were on the defensive side. And the strength of our uh, foothill that year was definitely the defense, specifically the front seven. There was D one talent, the D one talent, the D line, and on the linebackers, like crazy. We had a uh, one of our D ends. He actually, I think, led the whole league in sacks. Mm-hmm. And then our our starting middle linebacker, he got league MV- defensive MVP. Yeah. So in that's the state, I think, yeah. in the state. That's crazy. Guys, shout out to Blake and Lee. Yeah, guys, it was, it was a for real defense. Our first game, we had a we had a we shutout. Had a shutout. It was a complete shutout, mm-hmm. seven to three. Yeah, not just the starters, the backups and stuff, and it was just. It's great when the best players in a football team, regardless of what level, are also the hardest working people and the best leaders. That's when you have something special there. And that's what we definitely did have that year. Phil Hill. All right. Uh, yeah. So, one thing I think that's different to expect is you got to be able to learn the playbook very quickly. Like, the mm, within, yes. like, a few days, like, you have to have everything that you worked on the previous practices like down to a T, like no mistakes because the coaches, they have a bunch of other players that they can easily put in, you know, players from the last season or players that are new, but they are learning it. So I think definitely you have to be on that. Uh, I was slacking a little bit. And then one day my coach just told me like, Hey, if you uh, can't identify the formation and adjust to that, I can't put you in. So after that, I really took uh, learning the plays more seriously and during our lunch breaks between practices on double days, I always looked at a huddle and checked out the film and looked at all the blitzes. So I made sure I knew everything. I think that's one big thing is being uh, mentally prepared, not just physically. Right. I remember uh, on the offensive side of the ball, um, we would actually get pulled out in a half-team skelly. That's, if, uh, that's when half the line would go against half the D-line. And uh, I actually got pulled out a couple times because I for either forgot to play or I just whiffed on a block. And there's a lot of competition going around during the summertime. That's where you're going to get your most um, competitive part of practices. It, that's because when people just come in at random and you, you haven't seen them, you haven't seen their skill set, and you're just told to go up against them. So um, the playbook is, is a huge thing to master because on the offensive side, you already know what you're going to have to do. You just have to do it, right? And that's, I think that's the advantage of it. And studying the playbook, uh, I used to go on huddle every single day in between classes, on my, all my breaks, going to lunch. And, uh, and yeah, what was your experience like, Miguel, with the playbook? 
Yeah, so like I said earlier, I came in late to the season, so I was already behind because everyone else was going through the playbook and everything from summer. I came pretty late, so I had to learn on the fly. Luckily, um, that's kind of more of a strength of my game, the, the mental part, because like I said, I'm not some kind of physical freak out there. I'm pretty good with the playbook and stuff, but it was difficult that it was a, a college defense and I came in late. So that's why it's good to be talking to your teammates. They helped me out a lot. Coach Alex helped me out a lot. You know, we're going over defense um, on practice and stuff, and I ask questions. It's fine to ask questions, like, hey, what does red mean? What does blue mean? You know, like, what do I do in this formation? Especially because I played middle linebacker, and, you know, middle linebackers need to know the formation of not just themselves, but the D-line and everything. You know, so it was a little bit harder for me because I came in late, but the great thing about having great teammates is they're going to help you out. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is ask. Don't be afraid to ask. If you're, if you're, It's better to ask during practice up then oh you're gonna put in or in practice they're gonna put you in run this play and you don't know what to do the coach is gonna be like all right this guy is not gonna play for us ask questions it's fine yeah i think that's a big part of uh the camaraderie and everyone trying to help the team out uh that was different compared to high school because in high school you know a lot of people aren't taking it seriously you know some of the younger players like the freshmen they just joined you know they're don't be no expect i think at foothill it was like everyone was all in it together. You know, I had a bunch of my teammates giving me, you know, advice between plays after I would come out. And I think that's uh, that was something special in our group. And I think definitely I love that part about Foothill. And I think that's a great part for any team to have uh, having the players help each other out. Right. I think the, the difference between high school and, and just even community college that we went to is like, People are there for a reason, for business, and that, and that's just to, to get out, right? To get to a college that they want to succeed in and play play in, and succeed in uh, academics. I think in high school it's so different because it, it it's more complex when you get to the next level no matter what level you get at because you guys have to study together. You guys have to be um, on the same page. If you're not on the same page, it's going to show in the summer, and that's when they start coaches start to weed you out and, like, uh, start putting you on on place on the depth chart, and if you fall from the depth chart, you have to climb yourself like back up, so to speak, and not just uh, compared to high school where you're just running a a free defense and you could do whatever like not do whatever you want, but you're more free in high school to do whatever you want. Uh, in compared to like going to a community college where you have to run the system, you have to run it right, and if if you're not gonna do it right or if you're struggling, they're gonna find someone to replace you and uh, just develop you more. And I think. I think community college is more of like a family thing at Foothill. That's how I got it, got off of. Like, it's more of a family thing. Like, you guys are there in there together to aid each other and whatnot. So I, that's that's my experience, how different high school was compared to Foothill. Yeah, just to add that, that everyone's helping each other. I remember there are a lot of days after uh, practices and weightliftings where a lot of guys would just stay out on the field and just keep working their stuff. And that's very different compared to high school, where it's most like after summer practices, everyone goes home. There were a lot of times where people were there for hours on end after practice was already over, working on like seven on sevens or one on ones and stuff like that. I think that was that's another thing that's different. Everyone's there really trying to get better. Yeah, another thing is in college, football kind of more becomes your life. Because in high school, what you get 
two hours after school maybe to have practice stuff and then you have school in the mornings you have you have to go home you, you do your homework and all that stuff and in college you know there's morning practices there's afternoon practices you work on your craft after you watch huddle and stuff obviously you still have school work and stuff but it's um you're it's really takes full hold of your life you can't be doing football and oh it's set it's third in your priority list you know you really gotta fully commit to it if you honestly just want to be some kind of fifth stringer and stuff you know another thing how they said from high school is normally it's just oh you know if you have a good athletes good athletes start and okay maybe they they're not super hard working but still get playing time because they're the best athletes there or whatever in college it's every starter from every high school pretty much you know and so everyone's telling if if uh, Alex is talented, but he doesn't know what to do, okay, I'm going in. I know what to do. Coach is going to pick me, even if Alex is a little bit more talented. That's just the way it works there. Everyone has talent. Um, everyone's been has been playing in high school. Everyone's been a starter before, and it's just you got to know your stuff to get ready. Even if your backup backups are crucial in this, you know, people get hurt or they get tired. You need to go in. You got to have reliable backups. So you're going to have a good team. Right. There's levels to this in in, in terms of, like, during the entire season, I, I think you made a very good point because we've seen that in our season. We'll talk about it later. How backups are very crucial into your success deep into into your schedule. And uh, just going off of what Alex said, like uh, after practice, people uh, staying like two, three, four hours working on their craft. I remember like the first couple weeks and months, I stayed because uh, I had to wait for a ride, so I stayed like three hours after practice. And uh, all I would do is work with the D-line. And I was an offensive lineman. And we would just do one-on-ones, one-on-ones, one-on-ones. And they would teach me, teach me. And that's, that's the thing. You have to work on your craft to in order to get better. You can't just be in high school or two-hour practice. You're done. Go home. Play Xbox. Like, you can't do that in community college. It's not going to work out for you. And if you do find a way to do that, it's, it, you're probably not going to be starting on a, on a roster. So Yeah, and it's like just the... And when we say starters and backups, that doesn't necessarily mean, oh, backups aren't good and stuff. Like, in our team, we had, we had around a 4-3, so only three linebackers can be on the field at the time. We probably had six um, fully starting capable linebackers there. It's just all starting level, but, you know, at the end of the day, only a few can start it. But we have a good rotation. Yes, everyone, first stringer, second stringer, in some cases, even third stringers, they all have talent. They're all ready to play if they good in. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's uh, transition. To, uh, how was the uh, fall camp for you guys, uh, Francisco? Fall camp, fall camp. Um, I remember it being very difficult at the first because we had a after summer we had like a what two week break, I mm-hmm. believe in conditioning, and uh, I, I I'd say I did not take advantage of that. I probably extra like ran like three days out of those two weeks, and after coming from summer where we would condition every single day, it wasn't was not fun I'll tell you that uh, as a lineman because the first day you're there is just straight conditioning straight conditioning again is it, not it's not like we're just go in run plays no you like you condition run plays condition run plays and then while you're running the plays it's also like a, a a fast tempo pace where they just don't stop so it really it really beat my butt I tell you that um the first couple weeks coming back from summer uh summer ball and I think that's the importance of staying conditioned and also that also helps you with like not getting injured in in time so 
Yeah, so, Miguel, you had a little bit different experience with fall camp? Yeah, so like I mentioned earlier, I came in late. I wasn't there for summer. I actually kind of let myself go during summer. You know, I just graduated high school. I'm like, let me relax a little. I came in kind of uh, um, out of shape, you know. And so, my first day was actually also conditioning day, though, because we had a conditioning <laughs> test that everyone had to go through. We also took sometimes, like, the eldril, the 20-yard shuttle and stuff like that. And let's just say, it was not... Um, my numbers were not really that pretty compared to everyone else's. It was a little ugly, but, you know, I was like, hey, it's my first day. I'm coming in probably one of the hardest days. And then push through it. And let me get a real sense of what college ball is like. And after that, it was challenging. I was a little bit out of shape. But my teammates and my coaches weren't discouraging. Like, oh, like this guy, you know, he's only yeah, running this fast. Or this or guy doesn't look super out of shape. Like, get him out or stuff like that, you know. And there's people, I'm not going to lie. Because there was so much talent and, like, such great athletes, honestly, thought, like, a, a lot of them, oh, they're probably not going to, they're going to be, like, selfish or they're not going to be super hardworking or stuff like that. Or, like, egotistic. Great teammates, great coaching stuff and everything. That's just where we, we want to stay. I'm like, whoa. You know, I'm way behind, but I like I like how Coach Barron said earlier, it felt like a family in there. It really felt like a family because everyone's buying into the program. Everyone buys and trusts the coaches, trust each other. And that's, you know, can't ask any, anything better than that. Yeah, so I had a similar day to uh, Coach Barron's first day where, you know, I went to all the summer practices, so I was in somewhat good shape, but I was thinking beforehand, like, oh, man, I'm going to be going through a whole season. I'm going to rest up while I can. So I went in a little bit out of shape, so it was uh, difficult for me at the beginning, and I just remember going home every day super sore because in the mornings, we would have, uh, we would lift. Weight and, room, yeah. Yeah, and we would run. And we'd do a little bit of uh, plays, just lining up to formations. And then we have a lunch break. And then we have full padded practices. And after, I think we did that for two weeks or so, like I just remember being so sore that my girlfriend would give me like a leg massage and it would hurt so much because I was just running all day, busting my butt. So definitely make sure you keep staying in shape. Even if you don't know if you're going to play the next level, it's just generally good for your health. And if you do... You don't want to be falling behind and trying to catch up and you're just thinking about, oh, I'm out of shape and now I have to learn this playbook and you're just overloading yourself. Just try to try to run a little bit. I know it's can be hard, but make sure you're taking care of your body. Right. And like coming from high school, I was a very lazy player my last two years of high school. So it was really like an awakening. Like I did not know if I was going to survive the rest of fall camp. I'll tell you that the first day. The conditioning test was very hard. I think I just, I think I fell behind like someone that was almost 50 pounds heavier than me and, and he finished way before me. So that gives you a sense like, like you have to make sure your body stays conditioned and you have to make sure that you're not lazy because it won't, you can't cut it in, in, in the next level like that. High school, yes. Next level, you just can't. There's just way too much talent and way too many people looking for positions and whatnot. Mhm. So, any you guys want to add anything else about fall camp or that experience, or just just I don't get discouraged that even let's say, hey, I'm not the fastest, I'm not the strongest, you know, I don't look the part and stuff. You just keep at it, keep at the work and stuff, you know. And then hopefully you're in a great situation how we were at Foothill, where it's just the the teammates kept that's the teammates kept pushing me too. The teammates I see that they kept working and maybe not want to give up. How Coach uh, Francisco said. We had people, some of our our D-line, I'm a linebacker, and we had some D-linemen who were, were, were just killing Animals. it on the other sprints. Yeah, yeah just mm-hmm. 
Oh my gosh, I felt embarrassed kind of. I was like, damn, these people are like, what, 50 pounds heavy? They're, I mean, they're burning me in these gases and stuff. And that just made me want to, it made me want to get better. Because I think they, we're all there. We're not going to be busting our butts out just because for the heck of it, we all love the game. We love we love the game of football. And most of them, you're fighting for a spot. Hey, I want to I wanna go play D1, D2, D3, you know? I want right. to get to a four-year college and stuff. And that's that was the end goal for most of them, and you know? Yeah, just to add on that, I remember one particular day where we were conditioning where I was one of the slower guys in the group where we had, you know, some of our bigger D tackles and defense edifice in front of me. But also, like, they would turn around as soon as they were done. They were encouraging me to keep sprinting through the line. And another friend of mine who was a cornerback kept encouraging me, saying I did a good job after conditioning. So I think that was really, that really helped my spirits up. And I wasn't like, damn, I'm I'm slower. I'm never going to start. It's like, all right, my teammates keep believing me. I'm going to keep coming and working hard. And I think that was a... that was kind of maybe unique to our team, hopefully. It was just really great that everyone was super supportive of each other. Right. So one big part about playing in community college and just playing college football or high school football is balancing with classes. Uh, college level classes, obviously, more demanding mentally compared to high school ones. And high school ones, as long as you're showing up and you do homework some of the time, you're good. But in college, I felt like it was a lot more you had to pay close attention and make sure you were taking notes and knowing what the professor was saying. Uh, right. Coach Francisco, what was your experience with that? Uh, well, I had some up and downs experiences. Um, honestly, when I when I first got there, I was still in that high school mentality of just doing the bare minimum for academics, and that is not the right mindset to do. But um, it, it really, I made it more difficult on myself doing that rather than actually studying and doing everything because a lot of this is like um, circled around time management in in terms of playing at community college and attending it because you're taking full-time classes if you don't want to gray shirt or red shirt that year. So you're taking full-time classes, um, all our general ed usually your first, your first year, and they're pretty heavy classes like English and math. So I think you, um, one thing I lacked was a good time management, making sure I was doing my um, homework on time, making sure I was going to bed at the right time. I think that's something that some people can master right away and some people don't. But if you if you don't or you're like in the middle like me, like just try it at least once a week or like something like that. It just time yourself. Use Google Calendar. I use Google Calendar now. And I just write down all my all my things I have to do at a certain time and I make sure I do it. And I wish I did that back in uh, community college because, I mean, during the season, because that would have made my life a whole bunch easier, like, in terms of getting the right amount of sleep, getting the right uh, grades, getting my grades up, because they did fall and they did suffer uh, towards the middle of the season and towards the end of the season where we had to uh, do our late push for for a bowl game and whatnot. And I was more concerned about football than I was academics but in the end you're there for the academics you're there to get your degree you're there to get to transfer to another four-year university and uh, I think that's something that um, some players go through and they they need to understand that it could be way more easier you just got to let let go that laziness that ego of like I don't have to do this right away or I don't have to do this right now and whatnot 
Yeah, I think the the biggest point you you hit is don't make your life harder than it has to be, right? You're not just being a college student. You're not just being a college athlete. You're being a student athlete, you know? So the football is already going to take a lot of time by practice, you know, morning practice, afternoon practice, all that stuff. Um, In the classroom, you know, you got you got classwork and stuff. But just do your homework. Get out of the way. You know, in class, just pay attention. And then you should just pass the... Just do an essay. Uh, your midterms, your finals and stuff. You should be good there even if you don't get perfect days, but just don't procrastinate. Don't be, oh, I have, I have five weeks to make it to do an essay. I'm going to save it for the, the second last the, week. Yeah, yeah the, the last week or the day before and stuff because I just, you're going to have to stay up all night and stuff like that. Especially not, during the season. Yeah, especially the season because you don't want to stay up till 3 a.m. doing homework and then you got practice, s- practice at 6 a.m., you know, weightlifting and all that. You're going to, you're going to look bad in practice you're gonna look bad in the classroom it's gonna feel bad you're just gonna feel bad overall and stuff you're not gonna be able to focus in class because college um difference from college and high school mainly is just it's more lecturing and stuff me personally i i I, I prefer that because it's just listening and stuff but i know some people uh learn differently and stuff but pretty much if you're staying up late and stuff you're not gonna have energy for practice you're not gonna have energy for class or if you or you have energy to be up there and stuff you're not fully mentally there you won't be able to form in your sport at the best of your ability, and you won't be able to perform in your tests or your co- or your essays or whatever it is in the classroom to your best of your ability. So just don't make your life harder than it has to be. You know, don't stay off. Just so- get your stuff done on a, on mm-hmm. a timely manner. Make sure you turn it on time. Make sure it's quality work as well, because the more teachers that that can that can back back you, the better. Because you're you're eventually going to get recommendation letters. You like you have to ask teachers for recommendations, so may, have them remember you as you are on the field, where you're hardworking and whatnot. If you're not resembling that in the classroom, you're not going to resemble it on the field. You know what I mean? So, uh, anything to add, Alex, on that or Miguel? Well, yeah, it's just it's easier said than done. We know that you know you have you have friends, you have teammates, and you have like a this, life, yeah, you're like, hey, let's go we after, and you know you end up hanging out for like a few hours after practice or really late and stuff. You know, I, me personally, I'm not going to lie. I, I wouldn't be a big homework guy. You know, I kind of rely more right. on tests and stuff. But obviously, my life would be easier if I just do my homework out of the way instead of closer to the to the semesters and stuff or the quarters being like, oh, man, I need to make up like five essays and stuff. Right. You know? And just to be clear, we were on we're on a quarter system here at uh, Foothill. So everything is a, 10 times faster than what, what it would be at a semester. So especially if, if you don't get your grades right, and if you don't stay consistent, it could drop substantially in an amount of a week or two. So you have to make sure like you're on you're on point, you're on time and whatnot. Did you have any experience with that, Alex, or were you on, on uh, time most of the time? Yeah, I made it a point to try to be everything on time. Like I went to Gunn High School, which had a large focus on academics with the student population culture there. So it was an easier transition for me. But honestly, what I felt like in most of my classes is... There were a lot of people there who, you know, they're interested in college, but they weren't willing to apply themselves. Like, there was a bunch of players, or not players, students, that were my classes that I maybe came the first week. I wouldn't see them again for a few weeks, <laughs> then they came back. Right. And then I'm like, is that person even in this class? I don't even recognize <laughs> them. Like, it's just like, I just tell this to people, like, in college, if you just go to class, pay attention, and do your homework... You're doing better than like half the people there, especially at the community college level. Right. And it's unfortunate because I've seen some really good athletes that were like had talent to go potentially to the next level, but they just, for whatever reason, they couldn't get their academics right. And 
to me that's a shame that they had a great opportunity and wasted it because they just weren't able to just focus and suck it up and go to class like I had a very good attendance record and I, I just like sucked up like alright I just gotta go to class it's one of those things I have to do right and you gotta get the sorry you go yeah that's one of the things in college was like you have so, you're in power now like you're mm-hmm. essentially powering your career now like there's no one there to hold your hand the teachers don't have to pass you like in high school and that's a fact teachers do have to pass you in high school by the way but anyways um like your your hand's not getting held anymore and i think that's I knew that was coming to me, but I still took it for granted, and it, and it still made my path a little bit more difficult than it had to be. So I think, like, you just have to understand that you're on your own, like, when you get to college. Like, it's not it's not scary. It shouldn't be a scary thing, even though it kind of is. It's actually more empowering for you to be on your own. It gives you more choices, more opportunities, and you get to mold into your own, you know what I mean, like, personality-wise and whatnot. And you get to find out what you really like about school. And, um, yeah, just making sure, like, you, you stay on time and whatnot and stay on top of your stuff. Because it, well, since we're in a quarter system, it goes by really fast. So, yeah. Yeah, that's just be disciplined with yourself and stuff. Because at the end of the day, what are you in school for? You're there for yourself, you know. Like, right. if you skip class, no one's going to care. The teacher's not going to go, hey, come to What's class, gonna you know. going to reflect on you. You can come right. to class. Uh, you have a two-hour class. You could leave an hour in. No one's gonna tell you to come back. You know, or you can show up an hour late. No one's gonna really tell you nothing. But that's on you. You know. And at the end of the day, the point of a community college, you want to go to the a four-year, right? Yeah. Whether that be for academic reasons or or athletic reasons. You know, if you got a scholarship for your for a sport, but you don't have the grades, there's no point. Yeah. Or let's say, oh, I didn't get a scholarship for my for being athletically, you know, gifted or something. Hey, I got the grades though. I can still go. You know. Right. Yeah, I would just say that uh, you are on your own, but. That doesn't mean like you have no help. There are a bunch of professors that are definitely willing to help you. And at Foothill, we had a resource center just for like people with academic disabilities like dyslexia or ADD. So there are things out there to help you out, but you gotta be taking advantage of them. Like very rare situations are, did I have like one professor that was like, took a kid's style like, hey, I think you, uh, you know, you do well in class, but then you struggle with the test. Maybe after some test anxiety, do you want to go there and get like a quiet room to help you focus? Like that was just one very nice professor. And so you got to take advantage of the resources and be independent in that sense. Right. Mm-hmm. So anyway, to transition a little bit back to the athletic parts of it, one really hard part about just playing any sport, but particularly a super physical one like football, is staying healthy. How did you guys, uh, what was your guys' experience with that? Yeah, well, I'd like to go first because, so I actually redshirted my first year because I had, I believe it was like a, a week or two before our first game, I got a high ankle sprain. I got a high, I got a high ankle sprain and took me out. I was gonna be out for four to six weeks, so I decided to use. Uh, it's my freshman year. I mean, red shirt, so my my clock my clock doesn't start yet. And full hill, I I was a I was kind of astonished how good their their training facility and their training staff was. They had um how he, how Francisco mentioned her the head of it Warren and his staff that um, did a really good job. They had a whole bunch of equipment. They had the 
They had like the jacuzzis for your your like warm tubs. They had cold tubs. They had the stem, the electrical stem for your that one, for I your muscles. Yeah, yeah. Nice. and there would be everyone like whether you're hurt or you're or yes after practice every player they'd be responsible not to go by himself. Hey, can I get some extra stem? You know, or can I go in the ice bath so that you you prevent yourself from being injured in the future and stuff. So me, they took, um, they helped me explain exactly what was a high sprain, you know, what was wrong with my leg and how to get better and all that stuff. And they didn't force me back in there right away, even though I really wanted to, because you know the point of being there, I wanted to play. But they were really uh, good with with not just forcing me back in there, but also explaining to me this is why you're not in there yet. You know, we still want to work. That you're in risk of this if we put, force you in. You know, in two weeks as opposed to the four six. At the end of the day, I don't. How long was I gone for? Like. Four to six week around there, mm-hmm. um, and it's just it's just great. It could be big stuff like main, which is a high ankle sprain, which I was actually in crutches for a few weeks. Or some people just like, hey, you know, I kind of I kind of messed up my wrist, you know, in a, in a block in practice, you know. And they would give some stretches. They'll put some ice and stuff. And it was just for me, it was we had a great. We were fortunate enough to have a great uh, training staff and facility and everyone there. And they're also just great people around. Yeah, first of mm-hmm. all, I like to say that that facility is like. Second to none when it comes to community college around here, I'd say. Even compared to De Anza's in San Jose City's, like, that's honestly what what made me go there was because I knew that if anything happened, if, if I broke my leg or anything, they would take care of me. Like, they would, they know the protocols and whatnot. And um, it, it was just, like, a very high-level, how you say, like, area at just, a, like, a little community college. So I was just, like... That that's what made me get there, and um, one time I I mean I did get suffer some uh, I wasn't I wouldn't say injuries but I'd say I was hurt uh, some of the weeks and uh, I, I injured my shoulder I think I I popped it out a couple times and they take they take good care of me I just had to show up like in the morning for uh, for rehab and whatnot and uh, let me tell you those are grueling dude those are like it, it's it's a practice within itself when you're rehabbing. So, just just let that be known. Like, if you ever get injured or whatnot, like it's not going to be an easy road, but it's going to be worth it. Like, it's going to be it's going to be worth it on that road. And uh, I just remember Warren like taking care of me and like all the athletic trainers knowing exactly what to do, knowing what exercises for me to do, and they they monitor. They actually put it in a system, monitor you, and then make sure you get back on the field as healthy as you can be without trying to re-injure or re-aggravate your, your um, whatever whatever happened to you and whatnot. And I remember that. And, and that's just like, that's second to none to me at a community college. So that's what took me, like, took me there, essentially. Yeah, I also had some trouble staying healthy. Uh, I had some bad cleats and they gave me blisters on my feet, which kind of changed the way I ran, which messed up my ankles over the course of the season. And, uh... Before I took it like in great pride that I never ever got hurt and I never needed to go to the trainer, and looking back on it, that was pretty uh, pretty dumb of me to not take advantage of the resources available. So don't make the same mistake I did. Make sure you're using the resources available, because I think that definitely made my career shorter. Because the next year, you know, I still had a little nagging injuries from it, and so playing through that kind of pain in practices, I remember, just made it less enjoyable. And eventually I was like, I, I, I'm not enjoying this. I'm just in so much pain. I got other things to do with my life. You know, I got to trying to make money, trying to pass classes, etc. So I eventually quit because months ago I just 
got some bad cleats, so make sure you uh, get some high quality cleats. They're a great investment. Yeah, and also just it's not like just oh if you got hurt you need to go tell them or they're never gonna know. They were they were they were really involved and stuff. Even in practice they'd be down on the field. They wouldn't just be in an office somewhere. They'd be on the field. They Always had keeping an eye on uh, They had a lot of staff and like even some students, volunteers and stuff. Um, and they would have waters. They would have like electrolytes for us. They would they would tape us up before practice and everything. It was uh really well ran between them and the coaches. I think they scheduled it really well. Um, and also just that they, they, they stayed in charge that, hey, it's a hot, extra hot day today. Let's make sure all the players are hydrated. Make sure if they need some electrolytes, they get some electrolytes, you know. And they weren't just also going to not take account the football schedule. They're not going to say, hey, come to me at 2 p.m. for some treatment. If they're not 2 p.m., we're going to start weights or something. They would schedule around it. They'd be smart with it. But at the same time, they'd be responsible with it and make sure that health is number one, um, importance there the, pr- the priority there like even our whole alignment they they forced them even if you never played before right francisco you yeah. got to wear knee braces right yeah. both legs knee braces and actually i think save one of our players someone landed sideways on their knee and that yeah, thing that was, got that was me <laughs> that was yeah me. and you know there's they 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 do everything to not just help injuries but prevent injuries you know like yeah, I think their number one like thing is to actually prevent the injury instead of actually treating the injury, which is really good. Which is which is just awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, just another thing added on top of like uh, they were aware of like the heat and everything. I remember, you know, there was a uh, some days where I had like some long sleeve shirt that was thin. Then Warren came up to me and he's like, "Hey, why are you wearing a long sleeve shirt? That's not good in this hot weather." So that was really great of them being super proactive and noticing all the little things to make right. sure all the players were good. And I remember they gave like a little speech before we had a first game. It was going to be super hot. And Warren said, uh, like, hey, I know some of you guys like drink caffeine or take a pre-workout before practice and stuff. That's really not a good idea. So I think that just goes to show like the level of thought and care they put into it. To like say, this situation might happen. Let's try to prevent it, a hypothetical, from even happening. Right. So I think they're really top of the line. And those electrolytes that they gave were amazing like after i took it one time because i was feeling a little tight and dehydrated i felt fantastic i gotta find a way to get me some of those (laughs) (laughs) they carry them all throughout practice every practice and every game too and it's like little pill forms right Mm -hmm. where you just drink it so that was pretty awesome and uh segueing into uh that first game experience shout out to warren halix yeah shout out to warren yeah shout out to the athletic uh the whole staff. The whole staff, staff. Everybody. Too many to name. But yeah, yeah, way too many to name. But uh, going into that first game, um, what, what was your first game experience like, Alex? Like when when you... Well, uh, I was a backup, so I didn't actually get in in live game experience until I think our seventh game where it was just uh, we were losing that game. You know, it was uh, they, the other team scored their up two touchdowns. And I was like, all right, kickoff return. I actually took off my helmet to get a little swig of water because it was hot that day. And then I hear the coach shout, Alex, Alex. I looked at him and was like, what? I've never practiced this. I'm not, I'm not even the backup on this. So I had to quickly run over. And then he's like, all right, you're lining up here for Mike Hearn. You got to do this. Ask Prince what to do. So I just had to on the fly be ready to go. And uh, That's just how it works sometimes. Yes, right? you got to always be ready. And then in that same game, I th- we I practiced a defensive line that week. I was linebacker, but we were running so low on defense linemen. I made that transition midseason. 
and one of our players got a cramp, so I had to go in at defensive end for a few plays. So you never know. You always got to be ready. Yeah, uh, I, the... <laughs> I made the initial read correctly, but I uh, missed the tackle. So that was not great on me being super <laughs> ready, but yeah. I was mentally ready. I knew where to line up. I knew how to read the block. I just made a little bit of mistake. But I remember I, when we got back on the bus, uh, our coach was like, hey, Alex, didn't they run at you, the one player we're in? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> like, <that's good." laughs> they identify that pretty quickly, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah, but uh, uh, my first game experience, like, all I can remember is how freaking hot it was, dude. Mm-hmm. How hot it was. I was so mad. I did not expect my first game to, of community college or college or whatever, my next level game would be so dang hot i remember um when we were getting ready getting dressed i remember looking at the temperature on my phone and it was around 92 and warren comes up and he says he just took the temperature and it was 97 degrees and it was just straight humid that's the only thing i can remember from that game and uh i don't even like i was not nervous i was ready to go and i think that's just hats off to to our amazing defense that we had that year it was just awesome because like the entire season i was not nervous at all like i knew i practiced against the best in the league like the best in the league better than the other teams that we faced and i knew already what to expect and whatnot so my first game was was really just worried about not cramping up i remember stretching and just praying that i did not cramp up i think later in the in the game uh my my calves felt a little bit tight and uh, i went to warren and whatnot and they stretched me out gave me electrolytes and i was off and and never felt it again so that was my first game experience and uh obviously miguel you redshirted but what was your first game experience when you went down that field and what was your responsibilities well, during that those games well me i was in charge of the film the end zone film i say the best film in the state <laughs> so, first team all yeah film, but <laughs> but yeah like how uh francisco mentioned that he wasn't so he wasn't nervous in the first day and i think that was with most people and the main reason we had success is if you're gonna go intense and nervous and scared you know you're probably not gonna play so good you're gonna play relaxed obviously there's gonna be some butterflies in your stomach that's just the nature of the game but you know turn those nerves into excitement and stuff and i think the part of that is everyone had a had a a great mentality and we had a, such a great culture where we knew hey we have our backs you know if you make a mistake you know right. like you you have teammates that are going to be backing you up and stuff and you know hey fix it the next time and stuff and just and it starts from the coaches to the players to the trainers you know everyone was in in the same page and stuff that was just great and then i love how alex talked about how how hey you know you haven't played a lot and then at any time they can call you in and sometimes even at places where you where you maybe you, he didn't know he was gonna play kickoff return and stuff and they put him in there that's why you always gotta be attentive to practice always be ready to go and so you right, just you, never know uh-huh, if you're yeah. on the sideline you're in a corner somewhere talking to one of your buddies and they're calling you to go in guess what you missed your opportunity right. and then the coaches know hey we can't trust alex he wasn't ready you know mm-hmm. and so like that but me i want to talk about i came in late and then by the time I came, it was uh, right before everyone got Regular their pads, season, their yeah. pads and stuff. And so I didn't even have my pad at first because I had to go through all the paperwork of school and all that stuff and getting classes and stuff. But um, once I finally got my my pads and stuff, I was kind of nervous to go. Like we were going like full go, not full go, but like uh, team and stuff with, because I was like, well, I'm already behind like uh, 
like out of shape because I wasn't there for the whole summer conditioning and stuff. I had an yeah. injury I had to overcome and stuff. I came yeah. in late and it was kind of tough. I was crippled through the whole season pretty much. But my ankle <laughs> sprayed, my knee, everyone Still pretty practice. much. Every, everyone <laughs> feel, but, uh, but I was just enjoying it. Even though it was practicing that game, I were going um, sh- shells, which is just um, contact but not to the ground. And it was just having a blast going against D1 talent like that. Right. It, was, it was just great. With my teammates, you seen the learning from learning from the the starters who were all world talent and stuff and then going against our start our starting offense and stuff it was just great and like I, that's why i said like don't get discouraged at all because i said in the beginning i could have quit because i'm like i'm already late i had an injury you know like i'm probably not even gonna play my red chair and let me just quit right and from the beginning i struggled a little and towards the end i would see in practice uh I would be making almost every play and stuff from practice and stuff, and it just be from from keeping in the work, getting healthy, you know, learning the scheme and stuff, and just I was like, wow, I came, I know, okay, I played, I started in high school, but that's high school, and here I am, where we started off the season, I think like six and zero, oh, and here I am making plays against the starting offense, you know, to this right. winning program, and I'm like, wow, that's when I knew, hey, if everyone you put in the work, job, if you, everyone has a job, because I think in practice, I hopefully I made my my offense better also by helping them Everybody in practice, did. yeah, and then it's just you can make it just put in the work and stuff and you're, you're still part results. of the team yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. yeah i think that's one thing is when you're a backup role you got to accept the fact that uh it's not your job to go out and make plays every game it's your job to help your teammates get better like uh you know i wouldn't get the first team reps but when i did go in for the backups or the scout team you know i still took it very seriously i still was trying my best uh you know, make plays and drop to the scouts' coverages that week and everything like that. So I think you got to accept, like, all right, I'm not the star anymore. Like, I was in high school. I got to be ready to just do what it's ever asking me. Right, but if anything, that's, like, the most important, like, thing to have on a team is, like, people committed even though they're redshirting, grayshirting, or even backups is you have to have a great – in order to get a great look – you have to have a good scout player, you have, like mm-hmm. people that put in for each other, and what, if you get that, I think that's exactly why we've seen our season start at six and zero is because our scout teams, our, our practice teams, whatever, were so great at mimicking the other team. Is that when we get to the game, it was already second nature, second nature. We already know where what this blitz is coming from. I already know what this guy's gonna do, like down to the moves that they would use on the D line. That's how good like the scout teams were at Foothill when, when we played that 2017 season. And that's something that I, I feel so blessed about because we had so much success off of that. And, um, yeah, even if you're a backup gray shirt or red shirt, like, you're very important to whatever community college team, D3, D2, D1. Even if you're a starter, like, you, you're so important to the team. There's every level that you have to take. And yeah, me because I was a I was a red shirt, so I knew I was gonna game. I was gonna get in the game, so I was always in scout team. And I let me say I loved scout team. It's not like oh no, I'm not even a starter. Why am I gonna try? I loved scout team, and it's and a lot of times is. If you show up in scout team, the coaches recognize, hey, maybe we could get this guy playing time, you know? That doesn't mean go out of your way to do something super spectacular, like get a dirty hit on a player to get yourself noticed. It doesn't mean that. But it just means get a good look. And you can beat the starting offense. Good for you. You're getting better and stuff. And at the same time, it's like the OC or the our head coach uh, would, would see, like, hey, you know, they attacked us here. We got beat here. How can we improve that? Or what, what messed up there? And that's how you coach up the offense so that they make the mistakes against the scout D and not against the real defense that we're going to go against that Friday or Saturday. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? At least just 
you know, whatever role you have, do your best at that at that job, and just learn to freaking love it. Yeah. And honestly, uh, I like scout team a lot because I mm -hmm. felt like, oh, what does this team do? That's kind of cool. Let me try that out. Yeah. So I I really liked being on scout team. Sometimes I play playing <laughs> linebacker. Sometimes I'd be just blitzing a ton for against certain teams. Yeah. Sometimes going at D tackle. Going or out something. of position, it's fun. Scout defense is fun because it's you also make other play. positions too. Uh -huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's just everything. Remember at the end, football is also you hear this is like a cliche, but it's true. It's a it's almost all mental and stuff. And it's just get mm -hmm. the reps, get your fundamentals right. Whether I'm a linebacker for my scheme or a different scheme, the simple stuff, the little stuff, the fundamentals are still there. Yeah, I just want to add on that it's all mental. That uh, I didn't really believe that. I thought, like, oh, man, if I just work out hard, I'll be good. But then later in the season, I realized, like, wait a second. When the, uh, the offense lines up in this way, they usually do this. So when I just had that click in my head that, like, I can predict what the offense does and do it correctly and put myself in a position to succeed, I think right. that that was, like, a really big moment for me. And I just wish I, like, realized that so much earlier that, like, I was like, oh, wait a second. Just on this alignment... They usually do a zone run away to the weak side, and I just cheated over a little bit, and I was able to get in position to make a tackle. Uh, it wasn't live, so I uh, didn't bring him all the way to the ground. Just you know, did a little hip sap. But yeah, I think that's uh, that's something that's important. And I think that's great advice also for any young players or even some players who, like, say you're physically gifted or you're not. Um, film, watch, get in on Huddle or whatever app you guys use. Normally, it's Huddle. Yes, watching whether you're in scout or in the game. Yes, really focus on what the opposing team does, and you'll see, you'll see um certain certain patterns that they do, and you'll be able to identify. I remember I didn't do this till like my senior year, which ended up being my best year, where I could actually call every single play before the ball was was snapped and stuff, and and that's just great because. I was an undersized linebacker and stuff, and I, maybe I wasn't physically gifted as others, but I would see other linebackers, and they were big and strong and fast and all that, but they couldn't read cards or anything. I'd be like, hey, I'm better than them. I can start over them because I studied, you know? And it's just it's just little stuff like that. You don't have to be the biggest, fastest, strongest. If you just put the work in and prepare yourself to have the best success. Mm -hmm. Right. And also, it feels pretty cool when I shout, it's a run to my side. And then it is a run to my <laughs> yeah, side. It is. <laughs> right. So, uh, talk about like the rest of the season, uh, how we had Pizza Wednesday. Uh, Ooh, victory, victory Wednesday. Victory Wednesdays after we uh, had a successful first six weeks, I think. Um, if you put in the work, the coaches are going to pay like like pay you off, like give you give you something to celebrate with. And that's what we had was Pizza Wednesdays uh, after every win we would get pizza and Gatorade right after practice. And, mm -hmm. uh, man, I can't I can't say how much they spent, but I'll tell you that it's in the thousands. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was good. I mean, I don't think they were expecting to for us to start 6-0 and, and have to spend so much money on pizza, but I, I guarantee the coaches will take the W's yeah. over that money, you know, mm -hmm. anytime. Right. And then they just, even if this is your school or whatever program doesn't do pizza Wednesdays or something like that, the wins by themselves, that's a victory right there, you know? Like, if I tell your friends, would you take that box of pizza or that W at the end? What are you going to choose? I'll buy a pizza any day if it gets us a win. Right? Yeah, exactly, right? And it's just, like, little perks that... It's just good because you don't eat the pizza and like, oh, yeah, we got pizza. It's like, right. oh, we got the win. It's kind of like while you're eating, you're like, hey, the hard work we put in, because we're still grinding. It's after practice, right. after we put in mm -hmm. a good... 
hours in the morning of conditioning of weight room uh, of Almost later practice and a half with, hours yeah then mm-hmm. afternoon practice with full pads full go and stuff it's just good to be like hey we earned this it's just a slice of pizza we right. earned this slice of pizza we earned this w from all the hard and work if you want more you gotta keep going you gotta yep. keep putting in the work and i think that that's that was fun that was pretty fun yeah yeah especially after a long day of you know like watching film and then linebackers would have to get out there early to practice catching and We'd have pursuit drill to condition oh. us, and you know Wednesdays was generally a little bit harder day. So eating that pizza right after practice was just the best feeling. I can't, I can't describe it. <laughs> Especially it so when you know, because like you won, and you're like, damn, practice is kind of hard. But like, hey, we got that pizza after because we earned it. And yeah. how why do we earn it by doing this work? And you keep working, and you keep working. That's the thing. Don't get happy. Hey, we gotta win. Yeah, let's just celebrate. All right, we don't gotta practice the hard. We're good, right? We're good. Right. Like, mm-hmm. no, you can always get better. You can always keep getting better. I can tell you right now, we started 6-0, but I think we were a way better football team when we were in our last game than we were in our first game. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh-huh. Improving during the season is a big thing. If you're not improving during the season, something's wrong, right? So, Yeah, so uh, one really cool part about playing at Foothill was we had uh, away games where we'd stay in a hotel overnight because the bus trips were just so far, and we'd have a game in like 1 in the afternoon. So we took an overnight trip. I think that was a really funny, unique experience. What did you guys think? I think it was an awesome experience. Uh, it just get like I remember the bus ride. The bus ride there, maybe is not so much fun. You you know you're playing the mind game. You're you're in a bus for six hours, six and a half hours, but you know it, it gives you time to think, to go over your plays and whatnot. But once you get there, it's just a fun experience. Like you're just with a group of your team, and you're just mm-hmm. bonding all night. And, like, playing video games, talking about what's going to happen during the game, going over coverages, going over, like, uh, blocking schemes and whatnot. And I think it's just a, a really good experience. It was pretty fun. Like, we get our own hotels. We bunk together. And uh, we have team dinner right uh, the night before. And it's just really fun. What, what about you, Miguel? Oh. <laughs> you speak for the you speak for the offensive <laughs> perspective, right? We split the buses, offense and defense. Defensive buses... By far funner. Oh, yeah, the I guess it was funner. different, right? We had we had the coach would put movies for on. We just have yeah. a bunch of snacks, can and stuff. We would stop sometimes if it was a really long drive, like six hours. We stop at the three hours. We'd all get some McDonald's or something, and it was just uh great. The coaches would feed us um before and after each bus ride and right. stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I think everyone got tired of some subways that we had for like uh, five weeks. Subway, in a row. Subway and Burger King Burger were King. The, our go tos for yeah. For um, and but it was just great. Like we said, we have fun. We know we're doing it on the bus, but at the same time we're still talking hey you know in this coverage what i do like hey what's the game plan this week and stuff and we help each other football wise as well as like bonding and stuff and like you said yeah like once like sometimes we have like overnight trips and we have hotels and stuff the coaches feed us i brought my xbox one time we always played some madden and stuff right and you know it's just a lot of fun and stuff team bonding while at the same time still being mentally prepared and for for the for the game right yeah i just think uh i don't know i just felt like a a big baller when I was there. I remember me and <laughs> Coach Miguel were uh, shared the elevator with some lady going up to our hotel room. She's like, oh, uh, what, what are you guys here? And we said, mm-hmm. we're a part of a football team that's going to play. <laughs> and that, it just felt so cool. And, uh, you know, we had a, our the dining room just for the football players and the, you know, training staff makeshift, and uh, Makeshift training staff area. Yeah, um, it was just, it was just so cool. Felt like, like wow, it's like whoa! This is what like big stars do. This is what big colleges do. This is what like NFL players do. They right. travel. They stay overnight at hotels. 
Like, it, it just gives you a, a, a sort of a glimpse into what what it can be if you mm-hmm. put in that hard work. Yeah. And and in the in grades too as well because you're not gonna get there without having grades. But I remember um, our first overnight trip uh, at Red in Redwoods uh, up in Eureka area. Um, I remember walking in the halls with one of the my linemen, Cam. Shout out to Cam Center. Um, we actually found a Division Two team there that was bunking in the same area. And it was a football team. I think it was like Western Oregon or Eastern Oregon or something like that. And it was just so awesome to ask them questions and say, like, yeah, we do this for every away game. Like, this is the normal for us. And I, I just, like, well, it, it's just such a blessing to, like, have that experience at a community college. And then having a chance, if you put in the work in academics and on the field, to have it at the next mm-hmm. level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I forgot to also mention, uh, for some of the shorter away games, uh, we would go, I would go separate. Me and the other gray shirts and red shirts would go with our equipment manager, Jorge. Shout out to Jorge. Um, <laughs> and, a, and we'd just carry all the stuff, like the cameras, like the ball bags and all that stuff. And we'd have on. There was no, like, oh, no, I have to carry gear and stuff like that. You know, I liked helping my team. It's like, damn, I wish I could be out there in the field with you guys, but let me help you in any way I can and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And also, shout out to our training staff who would come in this completely separate van and they would come with the, with all their equipment, Everything. all the yeah. tape, the stem machines. They'd come with, like, tables. I don't know how they fit them on the van and they unpacked and packed by themselves. Shout out to the training staff again. Mm-hmm. And it was just fun all around. Home games, away games, doesn't matter. Practice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Fort Hill is such a great program. Anyone who's thinking about going to a community somewhere, uh, recommend Fort Hill a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, any final thoughts for you guys? Uh, one thing I do gotta say about away games is like, so we had, uh, we, we ate before away games, like, um, we had NPC, like say we went, uh, first away game, NPC, number one mistake, do not, if you're if you're a queasy person like you can't eat a lot before a game, do not eat a lot before a game. Okay, <laughs> I remember I had a habit of eating too much. I think I was I think I was just because of my nerves. I was nervous that we would have subway sandwiches and I would eat like two subway sandwiches. And um, one game uh, against West Hills, I just had the t- most terrible first half of my life. Like I had some some kid beat me every single play, and he was like like way smaller than me not even as fit and he was beating me here's the reason i ate way too much and i actually threw up <laughs> blocking on a linebacker like multiple times so please 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 when you're on away games whatever community college you go to i prefer foothill shout out to foothill um <laughs> do not eat a lot before getting. i don't even like eat half a sandwich maybe because like you do not want to have that feeling trust me it was the worst feeling in the world i know your nerves are 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 at its all-time peak before a game you're excited you just want to do whatever you can to improve yourself do not eat a lot just hydrate 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 eat half a sandwich go out there and ball you know what i mean so uh other than that foothill college was a great experience for me uh their football program second to none they made me felt feel special and i wasn't even one of the star players and um I think that's just that's just the tight community of Foothill College, how small the school is compared to a big school as in like De Anza, which I'm not saying they don't have that feeling there. It's just on player preference, right? And wherever your preference preference is. But I felt like Foothill College made me special even though I wasn't the big baller there or I wasn't from a big school. They just made me feel like I was there for a reason. I was there to, to, to go to the next level. I was there to help this team. And I think that was that was my experience there, and I, and academically it was it was really good too. I had wonderful teachers. 
Yeah, to uh, yeah, like I. But well, there's not enough great stuff we could say about it from any of the trainers, the staff, the the coaches, the players. You know, whether you're a starter or a star player, a backup, a red shirt. You know, there is no discrimination there. I would hang out with backups. I would hang out with starters. I would hang out with the star players. You know, some of the D1 athletes were some of the nicest ones. You know, so it doesn't matter the high schools. There'd be some from I would come from San Jose High. Um, Alex would come from Gun. There was people from Valley Christian, and we're still we still Francis. Yeah, St. And... Francis. We still talk to them to this day. Where there's still some of our close buddies and stuff. Of. And it's just not enough great stuff we could say about Foothill. They actually went and believe it was still ten and zero this past season. So mm-hmm. they're still going at it, you know. And it's it's not just because of the players itself, but it's the culture there. The culture, the coaches do a great job. Shout out to Coach Edward, Coach Rab, everyone out there. There's too many coaches and players and training staff to name. But yeah, yes, overall not enough great stuff we could say about Foothill. Mm-hmm. Any last words, uh, Coach Alex? Uh, yeah, just I can't recommend Foothill College enough. I have to my players before, and I'll continue doing that. I just think it's a top program, top program in the state of California. All right, that's been our podcast for today. Hope you all have a wonderful day.